I always had this philosophy that if it's not a hundred percent, it's never yeah. Even if it's ninety nine percent, I won't do it. If anything I'm doing, I'm going wholehearted into it. So I'm like, if I'm going to do music, nothing else. I cut my job. I mean, the same day I got on stage, the very first time, I thought it was going to be like, whoa, I can sing. People like it. Then it's just going to be like that. So I quit my job and, um, of course, reality setting that, um, of course, it doesn't work that way. But that was was the propelling thing for me because um, I needed to make something happen. In this episode, I'm talking to singer-songwriter Ola Ekbogon. Hola, it's so lovely to, to meet you here on Zoom. Nice to meet you too. Nice and to I, I see your keyboard there at the back. Is that yeah, your... I'm in my studio, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So tell me, uh, do you do recordings there or is it just for rehearsals? I actually, I'm, um, it's more or less a, a demo studio. Um, this is a composition studio. This is yeah. where I write all my ideas and everything, script everything out. I do a lot of sound management and stuff. So I prepare everything here before I go to the studio. Tell me your story. Tell me, how did you start in music? Um, It's quite funny. Um, Mm -hmm. I've always had um, music in my whole life. My family is a very, very musical family. My father is a tenor. My mother sings. My brother is a jazz pianist. I've got, I've got three brothers and a sister. The, one of them is a jazz pianist. The other one is a, is a painter. The other one is a science, whatever, whatever. And my sister, she's an actress. And um, so at the same time, too, all my brothers were DJs at the same time. So I had uh, the influence of classical music from my, from my father and um, traditional folklore music, African music, especially Nigerian from my mother. And uh, my brother, jazz um, jazz music, because as a jazz pianist, and because they were all DJs, so I also got the pop songs and the best soul songs. And I'm talking about this were from the mid eighties, just from the mid eighties. And you know, I, you know, I just spent time enjoying the whole thing. I didn't, really pay attention to it and um, at some point I joined the church choir but I was a, I was a drummer yeah I was a drummer in the thing I never ever ever sang until I came to Vienna um, yeah I because one of my brothers were actually two of my, bro- two of my brothers were living here but they decided to move one of them moved to Chicago and the other one moved to to London and um, I decided to stay because it was a totally different place from Lagos. I just wanted to explore a little bit. And um, somebody directed me to a, to a studio and I, you know, I went in there and I saw the guys, you know, do, the guys were doing music, they were writing, they were producing. You know, I, it got very, very interesting for me. I just sat down there because I never experienced such thing like that before. So I just sat down there, made friends with them. I mean, over time, I was just... Uh, I was just more or less like a fly on the wall. I never got involved in what, what they were doing, just uh, minding my business. But um, I think over time, I got relaxed with it. So while they would be singing and writing their songs, I would be humming at the, behind. 
And someday somebody came and said, yeah, man, that I sound good. I should try something out. And I did. And uh, it turned out to be very good. And um, yeah, to cut the story short, um, you know, they sent the recording out, people heard it and um, they were very, very interested because it was something new to what was going on in town. And uh, one of them called me over and, um, you know, we started talking and it was like, yeah, I could join his band and did it. And while everything was going on, I got a job at the Nigerian embassy as the PA to the deputy ambassador of the Nigerian embassy because I studied, I studied um, business management in school. So I, I was a bit organized and stuff. So that was going on. And um, then I got, a, I got an offer to do a show at a course alone in Vienna. So my plan was just going to be, I would uh, continue with my job and it's going to be a weekend a weekend deal, more or less like Superman and Clark Kent, you know, oh, yeah, the yeah, journalist yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I started my first show and especially after, but after the second line of the first song, it just dawned on me that this is what I should be doing. Really? Mm. And right before then, I never had an idea what I would do. I was just doing yeah. different stuff. And that was how I started. That's amazing. And and I mean, you say now you came from, from Lagos. From Nigeria, yeah. From Nigeria, yeah. And uh, your family, are they still there? Your parents? Well, my parents passed away. Actually, yesterday was the anniversary of my mom. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm 24 so years sorry. ago. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. 24 and years ago. Yeah, but it's very interesting that you say you sang in the church choir there because, I mean... It, it's, um, I, I've spoken to many musicians who said that they started in a church choir, that they sang yeah, in a church choir, yeah. Yeah, mostly because um, it gives you the availability, it gives you the opportunity to, to really express yourself. You, people are not judging, and it's more or less like a, 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 a community. It's more or less like a mutual effort. Everybody's trying to achieve the same thing. And, um, of course... Um, religion gives you this um, sense that uh, everybody's praying to the higher power. We want to get something down, and um, you're free to express yourself. And and so I only sang in the church maybe once or twice in like ten years. I was playing drums the whole time. I only sang, yeah, yeah. I was just playing drums. I sang in church very, very, very seldomly two times. But um, people always said I could sing. My friends, few friends, few friends. Because, and the other thing is, I never ever sang in front of anybody. Really? Before, because now my friends are like, what? He's singing, he's doing music and stuff. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. And now, do you write also your own music? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm actually writing my second album right now. Yeah. In my studio, as you can see, my first album is out already. It's on, it's on all the media platforms on, uh, on Spotify, YouTube, and whatever. I could send you a couple of links later. Yes, please, please. Yeah. I will put that in the des description. Now, yeah. what what inspires you to write? Because first you didn't sing, and now and you know you you sing, and and now I mean there must be something that uh, inspired you to start writing music again. You know what? Um, in the beginning, it was more of a necessity. Okay. You know, to get things done, 
And I was also more or less uh, new in the society in Vienna. And um, I needed to get things done. I needed yeah. to get things, you know, and I, and uh, music created an opportunity for me to be able to meet people and, uh, you know, on a very sincere, sincere, sincere way. So it's like uh, they knew me for what I was doing and I also met people for what they were doing and we appreciated each other's talent and, um, yeah, we started uh, bonding, which later became a friendship. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, in the beginning, it was all about necessity, getting things done. But um, after a while, after a short while, actually, I must say probably in a few months, I realized it's more than just singing. Because I realized that in a very short while, I got the attention of a, of a lot of people. And um, they were listening to me. They were coming for my shows. And, you know, they were becoming, they were genuinely interested in, in what I was doing. And I realized I had this, uh, actually for me, it was more about, uh, it felt very powerful. Music felt very, very powerful because that was actually what changed my mind. The very, my very first show after the, you know, I, the first song, the second line of the song, I saw how people reacted. I've never felt such a connection before. And I knew this was it. And, you know, I felt that connection and it just it kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And um, of course I had the idea to do my own stuff, but um, I needed to really learn my trade. I needed to know what I was doing. I needed to, to realize my strength, my strengths, what I, um, in different parts and stuff. So, and what I, what I did in my first uh, four or five years was just uh, listening and looking and learning. I actually have a photographic memory. So this actually, yeah. this actually really was very, uh, he, he, he played a very, very important role because all I, needed, all I needed to do was just look at something and I could repeat it or hear something and I could make it happen. And um, so that was, that was my approach to it. Yeah, you're saying something very interesting. I spoke to a, um, a singer also a while ago who said, listening you know listening to different music and listening to different artists and this is how she uh you know taught herself as well and and Absolutely. you also yeah so you're also a self-taught singer really yes yes i am yes i am yeah. the, the thing is um it's basic it's arts in general yeah. and um of course as much as we go to school we go to we have mentors and stuff we still have to bring out things or we have to, we still have to create um, due to our own perspective, our own perspective, how we see, how we, how we yeah. do stuff. Of course, we learn from different people. Everybody learned from somebody. Okay, maybe the first people who started arts, they, God knows yeah. where they, they got inspiration from. But uh, yeah, actually, it's a, it's a little bit of bother for me because... Um, a lot of people are, are depending, a lot of people are learning, which is, which is a great thing. We learn and most of the time we copy and paste, which limits creation. Yeah. Because creativity should be um, how you feel and you try to express it. So most people just take uh, 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 something that works and just turn it around a little bit and yeah, that would, of course, it's, it's always, there are different forms of art in a way. 
the yeah. different forms of but uh, yeah it's a, it's a very interesting thing and it's, it's, it's also affected it's also affected my, my my life personally as a person because uh it's uh, it's all about the learning process it's all about being yeah. open minded it's all about being open minded it's all about connecting to people mm-hmm. it's all about being relevant yeah. this is one of the things i mentioned to my friends if they listen to me that we all should try to be professional human beings yeah but i also think every artist has um their own way and their own route and you know some uh artists have to study uh many years and and do many you know in, in certain forms of art require that from you but i think also there is um there's a bit of freedom in the sense that if you learn by doing, uh, of course, you make many mistakes and maybe it takes a bit longer. But when you learn by doing, it also gives you some sort of freedom um, to be the person that or the, the artist that you want to be or that you're supposed to be. The point is, if there's no mistake, you yeah. won't get things correct. Yeah. We learn from our mistakes. That is, that is, actually, this is what makes us more or less artists. We, we are in pursuit of perfection, but I don't think there's, yeah. there's anything called perfection, but we are in constant pursuit of trying to better things. For me, it took me about six, seven years for me to enjoy the sound of my voice on a recording. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I could never hear myself. Whenever I did a recording, I would never listen to it again. And people will be like, oh, wow, that's great. That's fantastic. I'm like, no, I can't hear myself. <laughs> because I felt there were, there were things I needed to correct. Yeah. In my voice, in my singing, in my tone, in, my, in, in the tone of my voice, in my expression. I, I felt there were so many things I needed to correct. And it took, me, it took me a while. It took me a while to get there. It took me a while to get there. And of course, trust. Trust, more or less, trust in myself. Trust in my abilities. We mostly seek for people's um, confirmation, more or less, more or less. Of course, producing something to the way we, we like it, to the way we want it, and we think it's nice, we think it's great the way it is. But at the same time, when we present it, we want people to accept it. So yeah. this is one of the things that feeds us. So as much as we are creating and generating, we also... It's not a, it's not an egoistic approach. It's not um, it's not a, it's not about vanity. It's just about everybody wants to be accepted at the end of the day. Yeah. It's all about acceptance, yeah. And if it makes sense, if it cross, crosses across to people, cuts across to people. Yeah, and I think it's also this thing where, as an artist, you want to uh, touch people. You know, you want to uh, use your art and and really. And make people sense it and feel it, and um, uh, so I think this is this is also a part of the process, you know, to Absolutely. to to realize that that is the important the important part of it. Absolutely. Now, um, how difficult is it for you um, to? Well, how difficult was it to get into the music scene here in Vienna when when you? started off in you know like a singer so you didn't have even a um a fast experiences that you could bring to the table so you you came you started off as uh 
new in your career and also then in, in the city trying to, to establish a name? Yeah, it was uh, mixed feelings. Yeah. It was not so easy, but on the other side, it was a bit easy. Um, first off, this is a very, very, is a stereotype. Most people will see a black singer on stage and they think he can sing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the things, this is one of the things that worked to my advantage. And um, yeah, the, yeah, it, it was tough. It was tough also, actually, because um, first of all, I, I got into music when I was 30. Okay, so yeah. really later in life, really, really later in life. So when I was 30. So, of course, I had this pressure of getting things done. And um, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I started singing, I quit my job at the embassy thinking, I always had this philosophy that if it's not 100%, oh, yeah. it's never, yeah, even if it's 99%, I won't do it. If anything I'm doing, I'm going wholehearted into it. So I'm like, if I'm going to do music, nothing else, I cut my job. I mean, the same day I got on stage, the very first time, I thought it was going to be like, whoa, I can sing, people like it, then it's just going to be like that. Yeah. So I quit my job and, um, of course, reality setting that, um, of course, it doesn't work that way. But that was uh, that was a propelling thing for me because um, I needed to make something happen in, a, in, a, in, a, in more or less in a short time because, of course, we need money to survive, at least to pay my rent yeah. and to food and stuff and and um so this propelled me and um i so the first thing was i met a lot of uh, most the kind of music i was doing was more than be, being done by american black american singers in vienna and automatically we became friends yeah more or less then doing the same kind of music uh you know somebody fresh in town and um yeah but um they already had their platform yeah and of course there were names in town that you know all they needed to do was bring out a flyer and everybody was going there and if i brought out a flyer that was doing a show people would be like who's this new dude coming in so my approach was anytime any of these guys were having shows I would tell them I would come and I would sing a song or two on their stage. So I was promoting myself. Oh yeah. On their stage and also adding quality to them already because it's like me having a show and I'm bringing another singer. It's like a plus one who's yeah. going to do an extra two, three songs. Of course, it's always a, it's always a, it's always a, it's always a benefit for the, for the, for the event manager. So this was my approach in the beginning. So all my friends there were doing shows. I showed up at all their gigs. I would sing. And so, so from there, I was getting the recognition. I was meeting people. Then I, I started, mainly I started networking. Yeah. Even before singing, even outside singing, it was all about networking. I started networking. I started meeting musicians. We started talking about different things. I would show up at shows. Randall, I would do two, three songs. I did this for about two years. Of course, I had my little shows from here and there, seldom maybe once in once in a month. It was really, it was really yeah. tough. 
Yeah, I had I had my I had my tough times. I had times when I was uh, I had years where I was actually homeless, where I was living yeah. with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was living with friends, but um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a, it was it was a, it was a healing time for me because it was uh, it was the more or less the only time in my whole life that I've been alone because I grew up. The, my family is. Uh, extremely protective to a point where you almost can't do anything without other people's content. That's why I decided to stay in Vienna away from everybody. So I was like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it happen. So, and that was my approach. Of course, it was really tough. Ah, yeah. Those were, those were, those were trying times. Those were trying times. But but you stuck it out and you continued and and it 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 must have been this uh, uh, faith also in what you wanted to do or this dream of what you wanted to achieve that made you uh, not give up. I'm a, I'm a very practical, dogmatic person. Yeah. If I know I'm not good in something, there's no there's no point pushing it. It's not about giving up. It's about being very, very realistic and very direct to the to yeah. the whole thing, which saves you a lot of time. So when I got into me, of course, when I did my first show, I saw the reaction. That was number one. And of course, going to other shows, going to my friends' shows, going, listening to other people. And I was like, if this is what it takes, at mm. least I have it. Yeah. And I know that I can get better. And when I realized the real threshold, the real basic thing here, and I knew that it's something I could do, something I can pull off. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it just made sense to me that it's something I could really do. That's why I stuck it out. That's why I knew it was going to work. I knew it was going to work because I looked at my society. I evaluated people around amazing, great singers. And I, me for being a beginner was more or less on the same pedestal with them. So yeah. I knew that with time, of course, everybody evolves. And I knew that with time, I would evolve also too. And uh, and actually, this was also the thing that, this was also very responsible for, for what I was doing. I needed to separate myself from everybody. Because if I was doing the same thing everybody was doing, it's not so easy to separate. Yeah. So I... I did a lot of research. I, I watched a lot of movies and watched a lot of concerts, listened to tons and tons of artists, saw how things were done, how they carried themselves, even how they dress and stuff. And then I realized it's a show. We're going to do a show. It's going yeah. to be catchy. I got to get people's attention. And uh, um, yeah, the, the, one of the first things I, I had to really, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of days ago, I was having a conversation with my friend, similar about this, this topic. Mm-hmm. It was like, how did I get rid of my fear mm-hmm. from doing the whole thing? I'm like, of course, during the first show, I was totally nervous. I wasn't afraid, but I was extremely nervous. And uh, I lost my voice after the, <gasps> even before the end of the second song, because I was like really eager to, to cut across. But uh, down the line, I was like, if I want to be good at this, the only thing I can do is to be relaxed. Mm-hmm. And that is when I can project myself. That is when I can really express myself. And I'm like, what is going to hold me back 
What is going to make me more relaxed? Breathe, relax. Okay. It's either I get on stage and do it, or I get nervous, or I don't get on stage. So I'm like, I want to do this. So, so I made this um, decision. Really, was just like plus minus. This is what I want to do. This is what I need to do to get there. And I was just stripping everything down, stripping everything down, stripping everything down. It was more or less like um, molding a well, it's like molding a sculptor. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was more or less, yeah, I saw the whole thing and I was like, yeah, my my image, you know, visually and stuff. And um, yeah, I, I had a totally different approach to the whole thing. And I, of course, in the, in the, in the music scene, in the entertainment scene, there's a lot of uh, alcohol and stuff. I saw a few people because it's very easy. You know, the parties, everybody drinks and stuff. And, and, and I was like, if I'm going to do this, I can't be strong on alcohol and whatever. So I cut all these things down. I started working out regularly. And um, yeah, I just started plus minus, taking away the, stripping away yeah. the negativity. Of course, I try to, like I said, I'm trying yeah. to strip yeah. away the negativity. But it's a, it's a work in progress. But yeah, um, but that's also the um, the misconception, you know, that that we think, uh, you know, it's, it has to be this... Uh, shamble life and and you know this it's rock, and roll, rock and, and this yeah and and <laughs> actually to to be the artist and to have the stamina and like you say you know to have the voice control and to absolutely uh, to all that you have to be also physically uh strong and healthy and uh and and to be that amount of time on the stage and and absolutely. you know produce but now um Tell me, what is the genre that you like to sing and, and that you're writing? Um, um, in the beginning, my first album, okay, I, right now, I mainly do soul music. I do... Oh, wow, yeah. I, I started with a tribute to soul legends. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of um, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, um, um, Al Green, you know, soul yeah. stuff. yeah. And uh, of course, I'm like, if I'm going to do an album, it has to be yeah. this direction because this is actually the music that I really enjoy to sing. I love the, it's not too fast, it's not too slow. It's right there. You can really enjoy it. And of course, people really enjoyed it. So I decided to, to, to write my first album in that direction, which I did, but uh, I was not 100% satisfied with what I, with, with the outcome, especially my side, my, 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 my part of the whole thing. So I had a, more or less a five, six years break okay. on trying to get myself better. And um, of course, in the meantime, I was thinking, also still listening, I listen to a lot of radio. I listen, I do a lot, a lot on YouTube because YouTube is the largest uh, social media platform right now. So almost okay. everything is YouTube. So I could, I get a lot of new music and stuff. So I listen to a lot of things. And I decided um, I would um, do what I like. Yeah. So I like different things. I like some pop songs. I like soul songs. I like swing. I like stuff. And I'm like, because what I actually realized down the line, it's not um, what I sing. It's actually me as an artist. Mm -hmm. that this is what I realized later. Because at some point, at some point in my career, I had the residency. At the, there was this club in Vienna called Albertina Passage. 
So I had a residency there from the beginning. For I had it for about six, for about five, six years. And while I was there, because I was singing every week, and while I was there, I realized a lot of things. Because then I did a lot of shows. And sometimes I would come, my voice was very, very tired. I couldn't really, really project myself. So I would physically push myself just to compensate. And, um, and at that point, I would get more compliments. I, I really don't do compliments. But of course, at that point, people would compliment me. But they were like, yeah, they really enjoyed the show. But in my mind, I was like, this is not my best performance. My voice was nowhere to be found. But then I realized it's not, of course, the voice, the, the talent plays, plays, a, plays a big role. But the most important thing is the personality behind yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And this is where I realized that it's not, it's not what I sing. It's actually me carrying the whole thing. And people yeah. would actually take whatever I, I, I offer them. This is what I realized in that in that period. Well, so that's I, why. I, yeah, this is what artists were saying also over the lockdown period. You know that the audience—it's this energy between audience and and artists—that you um, you know you you project the energy out to the audience and they send it back their energy and it's this, absolutely absolutely you know this backwards and forwards and. Um, and I actually spoke also to a pianist who said that uh, it's this enjoyment. You know, if you enjoy playing, hundred percent, then the audience, you know, they they feel it and they sense it. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. The point is, for you to enjoy something, you have to feel comfortable, first of all, to like yeah. it. So they see the comfort in you, because they everybody everybody's looking at you over the stage. So they see the comfort in you. You're relaxed. You're you you just more or less communicating with them and mm-hmm. makes them it's it's like a it's like a kid looking looking over at his parent and if the parent is nervous the kid would get nervous mm-hmm. if the parent is like in a in a crazy situation relax calm we're gonna sort this out and the kid would be like all right cool let's let's get yeah. it done so that's that's the approach we 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 are we are we are transmitters of our innermost emotions. A lot of people, a lot of people can do it. A lot of people want to do it, but a lot of people just can't do it because yeah. we we just have to find that little threshold of transmitting the whole thing. It's a very thin line, and if you go if you go over it, you become one could get carried away with ego, and if you go a little bit on the other side. You could be a bit depressed because you're like, oh, people are not reacting the way I envisage them or the way I expect them to react. Because there are different days. Sometimes you have an audience that are not so attentive and they don't probably react the way they should. I actually have a friend, um, of course, I won't mention his name. He's that kind of artist. If people are not jumping and somersaulting and throwing themselves, He's not having fun. Mm. <laughs> so that's the thing. So he cannot perform in 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 a, in a certain. Yeah, yeah you you understand what, what I mean? Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the ability to be able to transfer, and it's all about confidence. Yeah. As an artist, we need to have a certain ego, not uh, 
not a, a domineering ego, but a, a, an ego that uh, this is what I think I want to produce. This is what I want to offer to my audience. And I, I'm sure they're going to enjoy it when I give it to them. We have to be sure about all these things. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. I think it's it's uh, it's almost as if you are an educator, you know, or or a or sort of sort of a leader to to protect that. Yeah. Yeah, revolutionaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Olana, tell me, what is your wish for the future? Oof. Oh, that's you've a very very. So much, you've done so much already, but there must be some wish that you still have. Um, I don't have a wish, more yeah. or less, but um, of course I plan projects. Yeah. I plan, plan projects. Um, I I really enjoy what I'm doing. I just really want to continue, and of course it evolves. I wasn't. It's been 17 years now doing music full time. Wow! Yeah, and um. Yeah, I've evolved from when I started to now. So, okay, my wish is a continue, a continual evolution, a, continu a continuous evolution, and um, yeah, that's a that's a tough one yeah. because I never started out with 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 what I wish for. I only started out with what what I don't like. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that like like I said when I started music, I was just stripping down what doesn't work. So these were the things. So I strip away what don't work for me. And, the, and what I don't strip away will automatically work. So I, it's very hard for me to, 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 to make a wish. Of course, I want my next project to be, I think it's going to be, it's going to be accepted. Yeah. Very, very, very well accepted. Because even me taking the whole thing out, I'm like, I can't yeah. wait to release it. I really can't yeah. wait to release it. Because the new project, I'm coupling it with a documentary, with a visual oh, documentary okay. of behind the scenes, making of how the whole process is made. From writing in my studio to, to composing, to, to rehearsal in other studios, to actually recording, to mixing, to editing, all these things are being documented. It, uh, it's been in the works for about two and a half years now. Okay. Yeah, it's quite intense. intense. There's about 15, 18 people involved in the project. It's quite, quite, quite intense. Going, running for about two years, back running for about two years now. And it's quite a detailed, quite a detailed project. And I think, yeah, it's going to be a, yeah, it's going to be an eye catcher, especially I've not been doing a lot in Vienna, especially. So people actually want to see what, what I've been up to. Yeah. yeah. But um, this uh, platform, uh, actually people who've made wishes here, their wishes have come true. So if that was your wish, then it will come true. It will come true. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking away what I don't like and everything else that I like. I'm just putting just the box about, and just yeah, moving just, along with it. I believe you must just talk about your wishes and they will all come true. <laughs> but I'm more I, practical. I don't, yeah, I'm more really? about calculating. Yeah, really, I've, my, 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 my philosophy of life has really changed. 
Yeah. Music is uh, has taught me to 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 believe more in my abilities mm-hmm. rather than to wish for something. We wish for something we can't we can't really have, we don't really have a control on. Mm-hmm. But abilities are something you you hold in your hands and you can turn it around to whatever whatever way you want to turn it around to. So this is okay. I have a wish. Yeah, I would okay. that I will find, I will meet people that will appreciate <laughs> me and my talent and yeah. would take me far beyond my expectation. There you are. That's I love this vision. <laughs> That's a wish. Coming, coming from my cloud, I say I love that wish. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, while we were talking, I was thinking, um, do you uh, think um, also, you know, if you think back of in, in Lagos in Nigeria, uh, there there's not many opportunities. I mean, I, I speak to also artists there, and I know there are not funding for musicians, yet they study and they make um you know they make concerts and so on but many of them as musicians don't get paid um is there some uh, have you thought of ever uh, you know going back and 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 helping there or just um you know uh, taking youngsters and and teaching them this you know path that you went through how to do it how to be dedicated in your music and um, make a life for yourself, even if it is there in Nigeria. Actually, you know what you 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 you're very very right on on a, on my on a new thinking that I've been yeah. working on for a while. Um, I've totally had this idea for for a long time. I want to I enjoy working with other people, and especially in in these years that I've been working, I've realized a lot of things. I've gained a lot of experience. And um, of course, from mistakes and yeah. trying to get better. And I've actually realized that a lot of things can be done better. And uh, of course, it, it will be an absolute joy to, to, to work with young musicians. And I already actually have somebody right now that um, I think she's very, very interesting. She has an amazing voice and I think it only better. She's, she's 23. And I could imagine myself when I was 23 and where, where I am right now. Of course, there would be this amazing, there will, 100% without a doubt. We, because we evolve, we get better, we grow. This is, we, we only just have to decide in which direction we go to. But on the other side, in Africa, we have a, 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 a different perspective. Um, there's a lot of um, right now, especially. I, I would I would talk about I would talk about Lagos, especially Nigeria that, that, that mm-hmm. I'm familiar with. There are there are tons of new artists coming out, and most of them are monetizing what they're doing. Because first of all, Lagos is a city of about 20, 20 million people, so you will always find your niche. Yeah. So in a smaller society like Vienna, it's a totally different place. But imagine even, even if you're just doing folk music in the city of 20 million people, 
you will find five, 10,000 people who would appreciate what you're doing. So most of them, of course, they are not, um, they, most of them, they have a, slightly different perspective on how to monetize the whole thing, but they are actually um, making it happen. Of course, they could grow it better, but of course I would love to do that. I would love to do that for meeting young artists and um, try to work with them. And um, mainly what I would want to teach people is the business side of music. Oh yeah. Is the business side of it because that's one of the mistakes a lot a lot of artists make. We enjoy the trade, we enjoy the whole thing. You know, we can do whatever, even when we're sleeping, we can we can paint, we can sleep, and sorry, we can sing, we can do whatever. And um, because it's something that is self-generating, we don't attach so much worth to it. Yeah. So we could sometimes we just let it go like that, or sometimes we we pair up with the wrong people or people with different ideas and you know they, they took over the idea, which leads to frustration. Some artists, I know a few artists, you know, the amazing talent, but um, they got frustrated as time went on because everything they did, nothing really came out. Yeah. And um, my advice also too for young artists would be in this, in especially in entertainment, most people, because of the age of information, most young artists, you know, they go on social media, they see uh, a, a young musician with a million or maybe 500,000 followers. And the only thing they see in their head is fame. I just want to get famous. But fame doesn't necessarily equal to money. Yeah. Yeah, you could have managers who, who would grow you to that point, but they are stripping you down to about 70, 80% of your earnings and stuff like that. And um, there's a lot of things we, we can learn about all these things. And the age of information has really, really stri stripping everything down because now we have a more direct contact to, to the audience before or to, to audience, to, to locations to to event managers to clients who want to book and stuff you know, before they had to they could only go through a certain channel oh yeah but now due to instagram facebook whatever whatever even whatsapp people in the states people in germany people whatever you know it's just a phone call away it's just a text message yeah. away direct contact to the artist so i would my advice would be for young artists before they start signing a contract with anybody else they should feel comfortable that they are they have something they could put on the table that will work because most managers they i won't say most managers some managers just um they steal raw talent and um they would manipulate it and suck it out and move on to the next one for them that's the business that's the that's the, that is what, we all have a different um, MO in our businesses. Some people want to have a long-term business. Some people want to have a short-term business. I really don't blame anybody for their, their motives, but I blame the other, I wouldn't blame the, the artist, but uh, the artist has more responsibility where he or she wants to go. So he has to be able to identify. That's why I said that's a wish. 
Right now, I still don't have a manager. I'm managing myself. Yeah. I've been managing so, myself forever. So to have the power, you know, to, to take control, basically, of your own um, career and, and where you go and what you do. Yeah, but you can only take control if you know when you know where you're going yeah. to. In the beginning, you have no idea. In the first two, three, four years, honestly, you have we have no idea. We're just here and there. We know, of course, we know what we can do. We know our abilities, but we, you can't understand a business or yeah. or anything in three, four years. So you need to spend a lot of time just trying to get knowledge, trying to know how things work. What, just listening as much yeah. as we listen to to music to get ideas. Also, listen to people who are doing the business. Um, you know, ideas, everybody has different experiences. So you just gather yeah. experience and from there you can actually make a, you can actually make, make a, make a decision, mm. make a decision. Yeah. Well, this is so interesting and, and um, it, it's so lovely to talk to you and, and hear yeah, your absolutely. story because you've, yeah, you've got such an interesting story and how you've uh, gone through everything. I, I, I shortened it actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Ola, I just have one more question for you. Do you have oh. a, um, a favorite restaurant or bar or, or coffee shop in Vienna that you want to do a shout out for? I love Daniel Moza. He's on Rotentomstrasse. It's a coffee house. It's a cafe yeah. house. Yeah. I I just love going there, sitting outside and just enjoying my coffee and just watch people pass by. Really? Oh. And of course, they play one of my favorite super um, one of my favorite radio stations. That's Radio Superfly. So the music is always good. Yeah. The atmosphere is great. The 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 people working there, they have an amazing attitude. They are very, very friendly. And it's just a lovely place. And of course, I know the owners. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the that, so. <laughs> That's an advantage. But do you have cake with your coffee? Sorry? Do you do have, I have cake? cake with my... Yeah. Not really. Not You're really. not a sweet tooth. Uh, I do I I do have a sweet tooth, but yeah. uh, it's more about a craving. I do it okay. once in a while. I shouldn't be uh, doing it regularly, but yeah, once yeah. in a while, I'm like, yeah, this is my day, Your my cheat day, yeah. where I eat whatever, I drink whatever. <laughs> and uh, I don't have an issue with it because I work out regularly. So for me, yeah. it's, it's about the balance. Yeah. I'm sorry, there's one thing I didn't mention. Yeah. I, because, um, because of trying to grow new artists, yeah. I, actually did um i had an idea i started a project in vienna i opened a club in vienna yeah where it's going to be a live stage to promote young artists wonderful and, and develop them and so the place is still actually under renovation right now mm -hmm. it's called the location okay it's on facebook we're on facebook we're on instagram it's called the location vienna and uh, we did open i unfortunately we opened a few weeks before the first lockdown yeah. So we had uh, about five, six weeks, and people really loved it. It's uh, it's a more of a we do more or less. I'm doing a party. I would really enjoy to go. Yeah. So the DJs I'm in, I'm I'm working with. They are playing the kind of music I like. 
and I'm sure a lot of people like the music, music that has never been played on the radio or on some radio station, and they've never been played in clubs or in, in parties. So we're doing old stuff, old sources from Ethwin and Fire, da da da. From oh wow, yeah. yeah, my my Always. yeah. My generation exactly. music. <laughs> exactly. And I know you would appreciate it. Because, and, but now we, we are renovating. Yeah. And um, also we're still speculating how this COVID thing would be. Mm. Such a pain in the ass, such a pain in the mm. backside. We've more or less lost about two years to the whole thing. And um, yeah. hopefully, of course, summer, everything is always easier when the, when the weather gets warmer. But uh, we hope um, by, by autumn and winter, we would still be able to continue with our lives. And that is when I would want to open the club in winter. That's when, because nobody wants to go indoors in summer. Everybody wants to yeah. party out. Yeah. I'm not going to be in Vienna. I'm going to be touring around. Yeah. So that is, that is my next project. So, so young artists who want to, to uh, use this platform, they can contact you. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. That's the idea yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah and of so. course, the idea, the music has to match also too. Well, Ola, it was now so lovely to talk to you. Yeah, and I wish absolutely. you that I, I wish that your wishes come true. And, yes, uh, I, <laughs> and I wish you much success with this wonderful uh, platform that you have for young artists because I think it's also you've been through everything. So it's good that you give them this opportunity as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you share my experiences with them yeah, and yeah. Give them in a, a different direction. Yeah. So um and uh, yeah, and and I will pop in one time and come and listen to you. Absolutely. Yeah. I would um I would update you. There's actually there's something else that I'm working on. It's gonna be uh, on a weekly basis. I think it's gonna start sometime in May. Yeah. Sunday, like a jazz brunch. Whatever, something okay. easy. Yeah. I basically put that together because I've not been doing anything in Vienna and I get a lot of requests. When mm -hmm. is my next show in town? So I found I found this hotel. I, I will send you all the links as time goes. Found this hotel. Yes. We want to do a jazz brunch there. And yeah. yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Brunch, yeah. jazz, the two things Absolutely. I love. Absolutely. So <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone. Okay. Never goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hola. Enjoy your weekend. I will. You also. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Cheers.